The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, we're trying to hook up with Ione uh, Chalborn, who is the executive director of the Canadian Mental Health Association, uh, the Edmonton region. She wrote a, an op-ed today in uh, the Edmonton Journal talking about, um, you know, the hope of being able to to change sorrow to hope change sorrow to hope and uh, it was an interesting conversation an interesting topic and i and i know it's a difficult one for a lot of people it is it's a tough one because a lot of people don't know how to talk about it we don't know um what to say how to say it all of those things and 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 in this uh, op-ed uh, she talks about, you know, that the Canadian Mental Health Association and uh, the, the team around it is, is working hard to, you know, provide support to those who have lost loved ones to suicide or who are caring for someone at high risk for suicide. And she said, you know, they, they believe that they're doing their part, but they can't do it alone and um, that today, that they, along with 50 other countries, will gather virtually to, to mark suicide prevention today. And, and the theme is working together to prevent suicide. And, it, it, and she said it reminds us all that we have a role to play in suicide prevention and she says there's a number of ways that you can do that and I'm going to tell you some of those one of them and this is a really great website that I was on earlier today it's called 11 of us it's 11 of us dot uh, ca and when you look at the numbers when you look at the numbers uh, here in Edmonton here in Alberta they can be you know quite staggering um, our city recorded 143 deaths by suicide. That's from the Office of the Chief Medical Examiner. Um, and, and that number has held pretty steady over the past uh, decade. And, and it seems at times that um, the work of suicide prevention and, 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 and making sure that the people who need that help, it can, it can be rather overwhelming, but, you know, I own Chalburn saying that there is always help, and she joins us this afternoon. Welcome to Six Thirty, Chad. Well, thank you. Let's let's start with this. I'm curious to know what's been on your mind today uh, on this World Suicide Prevention Day. Well, well, thank you very much for the question and for having me on the show. Uh, what's on my mind today? Uh, more than it was maybe yesterday is the um, attention uh, that having a national day or a global day for world suicide prevention how it really does drive a conversation Um, the conversation is important to have every single day uh, of the year but i know that uh, these these days do mark a call to action and that uh, it 
can galvanize uh, a community. And, and you know what, I think um, there there has been a lot of change in my 30 years in, in broadcasting. I mean, you know, I, I don't remember these conversations 25, 20, even maybe 10 years ago, but they're happening now and people are willing uh, to, to step up and to share. And why is that so important, do you believe? Well, I'm glad that you see the difference. I do too. And that tells me uh, that some of the shame and the stigma about having a mental health challenge or thinking about suicide is starting to uh, diminish a bit. Um, and um, the I really uh, give credit to our our advocates and our our young people who are insisting that we talk, that we share information, we support, and we have services available for people in our community. You talk about the young people who are pushing for that. Why do you think that this has become so important for them? I think they see that they're, they don't want a future that is uh, in shadow. They want to uh, be able to live fully and get all the uh, access to uh, support that is their right and is the right of uh, anybody who is, um, well, the right of everybody and anybody. Ion Chalburn joining me this afternoon, the executive director of the Edmonton region of the Canadian Mental Health Association. Now, um, as I'm as I'm reading, as I continue to try to to learn more, when I see some of these numbers, I mean, it's just uh, they're they're heartbreaking to me. They're a little and, and staggering. Um, when we talk about eleven Edmontonians attempt or die by suicide a day, that number is um, that's alarming. It is alarming, and the uh, the number who uh, think about suicide every day is a high number as well. Um, now, in Edmonton, we have that wonderful uh, campaign, the 11 of yes. us campaign, uh, really uh, a, a testament to the forward thinking of our city council for providing support to uh, men to the initiative which is brought to life by uh, many uh, community partners. The, um, one of the things that we talk about as, as a, a first line are crisis calls, and uh, we handle the distress line of course. Uh, in Edmonton and get about 1,600 calls um, a month on that. Mm. And about 10% of those are related to suicide directly. And we um, don't look at that as an alarming number. We look at that as a, a sign that people are willing to reach out and talk and get the support that they need um, at any time of the day or night. So um, we know that it makes a difference and uh, we really encourage anybody to go to that website, 11 of us, or CMHA's website too, and learn more about how to have the conversation about suicide and how to, how to uh, promote mental health, because that does change lives. It, it truly is about working together, isn't it? it and is, about education. It is about working together. It is about education. It's about never giving up and, uh, and developing the skills and not being afraid to ask that question. 
Um, when it comes on to, to provincial numbers, if I remember correctly, uh, Alberta's numbers um, have been, you know, statistically high compared to other provinces across the country, and uh, that men in Alberta um, statistically higher as well. Is that still the case? It is still the case. Um, I would really encourage your listeners to go to the website for the Center for Suicide Prevention, which has an awful lot of very, very good information for uh, anybody. But men uh, and middle-aged men in particular um, are the uh, age group and the gender that has, uh, that's at most at risk. And there are a lot of reasons why that might be. And it doesn't mean that every single man is at risk, no. but that's just the, you know, the aggregate. But, you know, you think that we have um, uh, um, an economy that has been um, failing, uh, high unemployment, uh, socialization around uh, uh, not talking about your feelings, um, self-medication, you know, there are a lot of things going on uh, in our community, in, in our province, mm-hmm. and, and particularly in, in industries that traditionally uh, impact men the most. Uh, and COVID-19, I mean, I know that at the beginning of this and to the months in, I can remember the Medical Officer of Health being asked uh, about um uh, the the numbers, uh, the premier was asked about the numbers as well. That has to play a role, or you know, maybe weigh a little heavy on those who are in this in this uh, line of providing care and support. It does. Uh, we're noticing that calls on our distress line that situations are more serious for people. Um, so it, it does weigh heavily on on people who provide support. Um, and it's our job to support also all of those people as well as the ones who, and when I say our job, mm-hmm. I mean collectively our job, uh, to support uh, those first responders. You um, wrote in your op-ed today in the journal, uh, it says you believe we can change unity in sorrow to unity in hope. Can you expand on that for me? Uh, sure, I can. Um, we are. We do come together through grief, um, and but what I what I hope, and I think this is what the uh, Living Hope campaign, um, uh, sorry, the Living Hope plan to prevent suicide, out of which the Eleven of Us mm-hmm. campaign uh, arose. When we are working together to change our future, that is a hopeful situation. Mm-hmm. There may be grief in there, but we're coming together to make a transformational change. And in that transformational change, uh, there is hope. And it is based on hope and a belief that it can happen. What is needed? What is needed to to um, help those on the front lines at the at the distress line at the Canadian Mental Health Association, um, you know, across the country to, to do their jobs better and to be able to, to help more people? If you had a wish list, what would be on the top of that list? My wish list would be that we share the load so that um, we want those crisis lines to be there for the person mm-hmm. who is making the call, but they might not make the call if there was somebody sitting next to them who uh, could have that conversation with them and provide the same kind of help. So I'm hoping that people will 
learn the signs, um, get information, and start the conversation. Well, I'm going to tell them more about the signs, continue this conversation, and direct uh, my listeners to the 11 of Us a website, 11ofus.ca. Incredible amount of very good information on there. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon and, um, and tackling this one with me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for all your support and for the support of your listeners as well. All the best. Take care now. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. bye-bye. That is uh, Ione Chalburn, who is the Executive Director of the Canadian Mental Health Association the Edmonton Region. That website, again, if you're wondering, and, you know, I, and I understand we all have, we can all have really crappy days and we can have really, really tough days. And, um, you know, for some people, it's a, a little bit different. And, and maybe you're caring for someone who is, um, who is who who is who who may be thinking about uh, about hurting themselves about about suicide? Maybe you are. You need to know that there is there is help out there in all sorts of different forms. Um, you know the distress line. It's it's twenty four seven seven eight zero four eight two four three five seven. If you're worried about someone in your life and you don't know how to bring it up. There's some great advice, again, on that website. It's 11ofus.ca. I want to tell you uh, about a young man who was pretty important to me. His name was uh, Jasper. And uh, when I first met Jasper, just a character. And um, I, I can remember taking him and uh, his cousins to a hockey arena. We we had gone to, to watch... Um, some family members play a hockey game and they left me in charge for some reason <laughs> and next thing you know I turned around and I, I'm missing Jasper like where the hell did Jasper go and I look up and he's up in the like the the buttresses in the in the arches in this old hockey rink he climbed up the side of this pole up there and he's like hi auntie look at me and I'm like okay I gave you too much too much sugar uh, Jasper I'm like get down here get down here and he did like a double backflip uh, off there, he was just uh, an amazing, uh, amazing young man, and and Jasper was my nephew. He is my nephew, and uh, Jasper was 15 years old when he died by suicide. It was in May of 2008, and and Jasper fell into that category. I know there there's people that say there's there's always signs, but Jasper fell into that category. Of real no signs, and and to this day, his his family members will say no. He was he was fine. He was he was a hugely popular kid in the city that he lived in. He was a great football player. You know, teams were already talking to him about potential. You know, what was going to happen once he graduated high school? He had a great family, and he died by suicide at the age of fifteen. And to this day. We still have no idea why. We have no idea why. There was no note left behind. That morning, his mom went out the door. She was going to get groceries. Hey, Jazzy, do you want to come get groceries with me? She's like, no, Ma, it's okay. And uh, she came home to find Jasper dead. And what was amazing... In the, in the days and the weeks that followed, you know, we went to the funeral, went out to the coast to the funeral, and um, it was in his high school. 
and there were just hundreds upon hundreds of, of kids there. It, there was standing room only, and it was heartbreaking to watch, you know, this kid's casket be carried in by members of his football team. And it, it was heartbreaking to hear how many lives Jasper had touched. Uh, it was heartbreaking to hear the poems. Um, and, and, and I found it devastating that here was a young boy, a 15-year-old, who a week before, in some moment of his life, felt that he didn't have anyone to turn to. And that day, there were hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of people who were there for him. We need to be there all the time. We need to be willing to have those, those very tough conversations and to say, hey, you know what? If you're worried about someone, are, are, you, are you thinking about, ask the question, are you thinking about suicide? Listen, have a plan, recognize those signs that they do talk about, those mood swings, um, you know, people talk about feeling trapped, uh, giving away possessions. There are some signs, um, but I know that, I know that the devastation that it causes a family, and it can happen to any family. You know that, I know that. And I know that wedding, remember I told you about that wedding I was going to next month? And I know when I go to that wedding next month and his big brother gets married, there is going to be, uh, there's going to be someone missing, obviously. But as we heard Ione talk about and, and her belief that we can change unity and sorrow to unity and hope, that, you know, I share this story with you in the belief that we can have unity and hope and that we can continue to hope that someone who might be listening right now, who is worried or needs help, turns to someone and says, I need help. Or that maybe someone who is listening, who is worried about someone in their life, turns to that person and says, are you okay? That phone number again, my friends, the distress line, 24 hours, seven days a week. It is 780-482-4357. As much as you may feel you're alone, you are not.